Thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, choir, our praise team. Thank all of you for, for worshiping this morning. It's been a great time. If you brought your Bibles, look to Luke chapter 2. Again, another familiar passage. This is the Christmas message, and you'll probably hear it uh, another time or two before Christmas, but turn to Luke chapter 2. God to give us some fresh insight, I pray. We're going to be reading Luke chapter 2, and um, we'll begin reading with verse um, 7. Look at verse 8. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our time together in worship this morning. Thank you for the praise songs, the hymns, Father's sweet spirit that we have. And God, I just pray now that you'll speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we've read your word, let your spirit be our teacher and our guide. Uh, speak to our hearts individually and also as a church. And Father, thank you for what you're going to do in our time as we look at your word this morning. Thank you, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to share a sermon I've just entitled, Little Things in the Christmas Story. Little Things in the Christmas Story. One day, Michael, uh, Michelangelo was working on a painting entitled Days Past. And a friend came by and he said, why haven't, why haven't you worked on your painting recently? He says, I see no changes or any additions whatsoever. Michelangelo replied, he said, I worked on a finger of a person for a day. And I worked on the lobe of an ear for a while. And then I worked on a wrinkle of a face. And his friend said, well, why do you spend so much time on little things? And the great painter replied, he said, the little things make for perfection. And perfection is no little thing. Little things are important. 
The point is, it's interesting to see how God chose to tell the greatest story that the world has ever heard or has ever known by using a series of little things. Little people, small people, humble people, little places, little tasks. And so there's nothing in the Christmas story that a person can call bigness. It's all about being little. Now, there was a big and wealthy group of people in Palestine. There were great scholars from the greatest universities in that era. There were ascetics who had left the joys of home, and, and they just went out in the desert, and they began to just pray and fast. That's all they did was pray and fast. But yet, it was not to them that the angel declared Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. The greatest news that the world has ever heard was heard by simple shepherds, by humble shepherds, by little men, little people, so to speak. The eyes of, of the great and noble, wealthy people, they were not blinded with the light that came from heaven. Only the eyes of those shepherds were blinded. The ears of great men all over that area were not the ones that heard the angels say, Fear not, but God chose to appear to little people, to humble people, to those shepherds. No woman out of the elite was able to, to be chosen to carry the babe in her womb. That privilege was given to a, a poor little girl from Nazareth by the name of Mary. A humble carpenter from Nazareth, Joseph, was chosen to be the head of that home. Little people, small people, humble people. And one of the most encouraging things in the Bible is that God uses little people. He uses humble people to do big tasks. And so God uses us. God can use you. Humble person. Small people. You know, who killed Goliath? Little David. Who defeated the Midianites? Little Gideon. Who led the Israelites out of Egypt? Well, a, a little boy at one time, then an Israelite, came out of Egypt. His mother had placed him in a, in a basket hand-woven, that would float, put him in the Nile River to keep him safe. But God used him later to bring his people out of slavery, the slavery of the Egyptians. So the point is, so it was in the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. Mary and Joseph and Simeon, the choir sang about, Anna, the shepherds, all little people, all humble people all unknown, perhaps, to the rest of the world until God used them in a great way. So first of all, little things in the Christmas story. God uses little people. But then God uses little places. There were a lot of pretty places in Palestine. There were great universities there. They were, they were beautiful, great estates there, plush furnishings in those homes. Nice hotels, plush houses, but yet when our Lord came into the world, 
he came to a manger in a little place called Bethlehem. Remember, remember the Lord's Supper? Where was it held? It was held in a small room. It's held in a borrowed room. Pentecost, 120 met in a small upper room, just a small place. 5,000 were fed on a little hillside. God just uses, God uses little things. King David was located in a little field when he was anointed to be king. The Son of God was, was buried in a, buried in a, a borrowed tomb, just a little thing but very important to God, many writings of Paul was done in a small place in a dungeon cell. The little things. Dwight L. Moody, he was discovered, became one of the greatest preachers in the 19th, 20th century. Dwight L. Moody was discovered in a shoe shop. He was a shoe salesman. And God wanted to use this, this humble person, became one of the greatest preachers that the world has ever known. So the point is, in your house today, in your house, there could be, maybe, a little girl that might be a Deborah, that uh, might be a Lottie Moon, a missionary, that might be uh, Annie Armstrong, a home missionary. You don't know. God uses little people, little places. He he, God doesn't always go to the palaces to find his people. He goes to the little places. He often goes to the Bethlehem of the day, which is perhaps your home. Now, notice the angels didn't sing in Bethlehem. They didn't sing, well, they didn't sing to the elite of Bethlehem, but they sang to the shepherds in a field that was... Uh, surrounded there with, with hundreds of people, but they sung in a, in a field about a child in a manger. Simple things, little things. So the point is, God appears in humble places. Could be your home. Could be your home. He appeared to the shepherds in a field. He appeared to, to Stephen outside the gate. He appeared to Jacob walking down the road. He appeared to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a furnace. He appeared to John on an island all alone called Patmos. He appeared to Peter on top of a roof and let down a sheet and explained to him that everyone would have an opportunity to be saved, Jews and Gentiles. God just uses little things, not necessarily the big. He uses little people. He uses little places, and he uses little things. He used a manger. He used swaddling clothes. And when Christ came, he didn't come in a hospital, but he came in a, in a stable, a cave-like stable. He came to a manger in swaddling clothes in that stable. So the point is this. When God chooses to do something, he uses little things. How did he feed 5,000 people? He fed them on a hillside, a little hillside, small hillside with five loaves and two fish. Used a little boy's lunch. That's the way God works. What did he give Moses to, to part the Red Sea? He gave him a rod. 
He just gave him a small staff, something very, very little. What did he give Shemgar, who defeated the Philistine? The Bible says he gave him an ox goad, an ox goad. What did he give David to defeat Goliath? Just a little slingshot. He just takes little things, little people in little places, using little things for God. He'll do it every time. The point is, God doesn't need anything big. He just uses little things. Did he use a flashing sign to call Moses? No. What did he use? He used a burning bush. You know, what, what did he use to restore sight to a blind man? He used some mud. He mixed a little spit on some dirt, and he formed mud. Just, just something little. And he used to heal that, that blind man, gave the sight, restored the sight to that blind man. So God is concerned about little things. He uses a small town here called Bethlehem. Some, some poor shepherd in a field. A little girl from Nazareth, a teenager perhaps. The point is, you don't have to be big for God to use you just got to be little. You got to be humble and be willing to use of God. So he used little people. He used little places. He uses little things. And he uses a little task. Each character in that Christmas story had a task. Shepherds had a task. The angels had a task. The innkeeper had a task. Mary had a task. Jo Joseph had a task. The wise men who come on the scene a little later, they had a task. All of them had a small task. Now, if you remember, our Lord has always been concerned about small tasks, doing little small tasks. Um, while he was on the cross, he was praying, and he prayed, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? While he was on the cross, he, he was being... He was being uh, 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 crucified for our sins. He was forsaken by God. All of a sudden, the heavens began to shake, and then the earth began to quake, and the sun turned black. And all of that was going on, and Jesus paused, and he said to his disciples, he said, John, take care of my mother. Just, just a simple task in all of that. Assigned to John. You remember after, after he was crucified and he was buried, and on that first Easter morning when the Son of God became victorious over sin and death and the grave, what did he do? He took time before he came out of the tomb just to fold his burial clothes. Just a simple task. Nothing big, just, just a simple task. Those simple things, little things, tasks, are important to God. Do you have a, a talent? Well, then won't you let God have it? You have a spiritual gift if you're a believer, perhaps more than one. Why don't you give that spiritual gift fully to God to use? Do you have little things? You think, well, I don't have big things. I have a lot of little things. Well, give those little things to God. Uh, are, you, uh, are you a small person? You feel like you, you're not well-educated or equipped in some way? 
Just give God yourself. He'll take care of the rest. Or you just, um, um, you feel like uh, God can't use you? Well, try God. God will be glad to use you. God uses those who are willing to be used. So remember, the little things make for perfection, and perfection is no little thing. So regardless how you feel like you are in regards to the public, and you're small in the public's eye, and you're not heard of in the public's eye, God knows who you are, God knows where you are, God knows what you can do, and all you need to do is just give yourself to God. If you consider yourself small in the world's eyes, that's good because God can use you. If you're from a little place, if you're from a little place like Phil County, if you're from a little place like Spruce Pine, if you're from a little place like I was, Rockwood, if you're from a little place like Bear Creek or Frog Pond or where Corey and Shane lived at one time, Wet Cat Road. He can use you if you live on Wet Cat Road. He can use you. God uses you wherever you are. God has given you a spiritual gift, and he wants to use you. He's given you a little task. He's given our women a task, and they decorated the sanctuary for Christmas and the foyer for Christmas. That was a task that needed to be done. And they stepped up and they did what they could do. Men came together this past week and the week before and set up a, a nativity scene. I couldn't have done that by myself. In fact, I didn't help. They just took over. They did it all. God had a task that they could do. And they gave themselves and they gave their time. It may be a task of setting up tables or it may be a task of of teaching or cleaning the church or working with children or VBS or, or whatever. If you'll give yourself to God, God will use you. You know, you say, well, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm being used at the church. I've got an idea. Go to the preacher and say, hey, do you have something I can do? I feel like God wants to use me. I promise you, you'll be used here. There's things to do, play, things to do, things to get done here at Mountain View if you have willing people who are willing to do the task, if you're willing. And let me ask you this in closing. Have you ever trusted Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? You can do that this morning. You can do that. You can be saved today. But first, you have to become little. You know what you have to do? You have to humble your heart. And you have to say, Lord, I'm lost. That's hard for some people to do. Because they think they're good enough that they can be saved just because of their goodness. But you can't. You know, went through the best news, and it was just the gospel presentation that, you know, before you know the best news, you got to hear the worst news. And the worst news that we're all sinners by nature and by choice. That's pretty bad news. And... The, the bad news on top of the worst news is that you can't save yourself. There's no way you can save yourself. That's why Jesus came into the world and died on that cross where you and I could be saved. And so the bad news, we're sinners. The good news is uh, the worst news, we can't save ourselves. But the good news is that's why Christ came. He came and died on the cross and did something that we couldn't do. 
And because of his blood, we have the remission of our sins. We can be saved. And the best news, you can do it right now. You can do it today. If you've never asked Christ to come into your life and save you, you can do that today. God uses little things. And God wants to use you. And I'm praying today, what a perfect day to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. If you haven't done that, I pray you'll do that today. And another thing, if you're not being used by God, be a little person, humble yourself, and ask God, God, where do you want me to serve? What do you want me to do? And God will use you. He uses little things. Let's have a prayer together. Father, I thank you for an opportunity we've had to come together and worship you and now to focus upon uh, the scene of Bethlehem. God, those little things in the Christmas story, the little people, a little places, a little things, a little task. And Lord, I pray for each person here. Help us to remain humble. Help us, Lord, to be willing to be used of you. And we know, God, that uh, when we open ourselves up, to be used of you and admit of who we really are. And God, you can use us. You will use us. You use small people, little people, humble people to do big things. And so I pray today for every person here that they'd be open to be used of you. Thank you for what you're going to do when we step out and make decisions we know that you want us to make. And I make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, I want to thank you for viewing our worship service. If you'd like to know how you could come to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please feel free to contact our church at the address listed. We also encourage you to visit our website. Thank you.